the Swoosh Life Podcast. Season 2. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Swoosh Life Podcast. We are back, episode 32. 32? 32? I was on my... Sh- now I'm off it again. Come you're on. Good. You're good. All you're right. good. 32, episode 17 of season two. We are back. We got a special guest tonight, and we're just going to let it fly. Let it rip tonight. Um, we are post-PGA Championship. Justin Thomas winning in a playoff over Will Zalatoris. Um, Mito Pereira. Oh, boy. Um, and... Yeah, obviously we have a lot of stuff to talk about from Rory leading after day one to Tiger. We'll get into it later on this podcast. But boys, how did we do over the weekend? Uh, Matt, you had a big match with a former podcast partner of ours. Uh, How did it go? I was smiling and laughing uh, because here's the thing. I actually had a great day. I played really well. It was my first time feeling that good on a golf course in a very long time. And I don't know whether to feel mad that I wasted it on Nick Spears or whether (laughs) Nick Spears brought out the best in me. So as always, you know, I took a step back and I'm very introspective and I try to figure out what was going on. And I I didn't treat it as a match because uh, Nick is a better golfer than me. My handicap is jacked up. Uh, I think I told you guys I put in like a score. I had to enter slope and rating and I think I screwed it up because now and it's golf logic. So it's not like a real handicap anyway. So I wasn't getting any strokes. We were kind of playing straight up. My first time putting the Tiger Woods wedges in the bag. Mm. Front nine chipped in for birdie at the second hole. <laughs> chipped in uh, while Nick was looking for his ball. So things were looking good really early. Um, but then the short game yips showed up on the back nine. And um, I went six over in the last four holes. Oh, I've done that 85. Recently. Yeah, so I had a chance to break 80 at a really good course 85, here. though, is where I'm averaging right now. Yeah, so, I nice. mean, Which is great for me. I'm sure it's yeah. average for you guys. Um, so my game is trending in the right direction. So did Nick bring out the best of me? Did he not? What I figured out, what my buddy pointed out, um, one, I'm a better player in the morning. And two, I think I'm a better player when I wear pants. So I don't know if we can use that as a topic. I don't know I like what it. it is. It's a professional feeling. I think that's what it is. But yes. you were about to hit the panic button last week. So you've kind of, the hand has been raised off that panic button a little bit right now. Um, I went to the range on Monday and I felt, I, I saw a drill and I just stuck with one drill. And, and I think this has been my, this, to quote my friend, Jason Goff, stuff to make you laugh will make you cry. I chase a feeling sometimes. And it ruins me for a round. And yeah. this time I chased a feeling and I felt it on the range and I chased the same feeling on the course and it worked out. Oh, there you go. So nice. nice. So now uh, we didn't get to play uh, anything after that because I was also treating it kind of like a test round. I used a different shaft on the back nine in my driver and stuff. Um, by the way, everybody, the Vaporfly Pro driving iron hype is real. Nick Spears. It was a very windy day. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll put it to you this way. If I was hitting my driver into the fan, he was hitting his pro, pro two iron, like almost as far, if not just a little bit short. Like he is the yeah. monster with that thing. Uh, Nick only hit driver once. So it, it's funny to me because he talked about that a lot last year on, on the podcast in season one. And, and I was just like, 
just figure it out. Just figure your driver out, you know, and see what happens. And he just refuses. And so I'd like to see that it still is, you know, held up, that he's still refusing to hit it. And it's the driver that, like, nobody has, too. I don't actually think he uses that one. I think he still uses his. So he used it one. Black one, right? He uses yeah. the black one. He has the black. Um, black vaporfly yeah yeah black, black the all black uh, vaporfly and he piped it the one time he used it he piped it because i'm like let me see what's wrong with it pipes it down the middle never used it again so that's why when you were I'm asking, gonna take like, him down when you guys yeah play, so sure. here's the key you're right i'm gonna tell you the key i hope here. he hears this and listens to this on uh, wednesday or thursday he's going down i'll fly so out there let's go <laughs> we were playing with my buddy um my buddy chris and we usually play combo tees we try to keep it around 6400 um because for us like that gives us a chance to score well not hold up anybody uh we're not there to back up anybody so i think if you i think your game should be to pull nick back play him from the tips force him to play the driver <laughs> and then i i think that that'll because i think i think it would have been in my advantage if i had gone the other way but we'll see minus so 30 I, seconds until he's in my on the thursday morning till he's in our dm saying shut up boys or i got yeah. you or something yeah but we love you nick um Keith, how was you? Hear, yeah. that's the only time we hear from him is uh yeah, when, I know, when we mess up when we mess up so uh um, no, was weekend was good i uh we're all heartbroken a little bit right boys a little bit but we'll yeah. get into that we'll get in that a little bit later i haven't uh changed my hats shirts since i saw him leave but uh, we'll get into that later um I, I got snuck out and played a quick nine holes saturday afternoon uh, after Tiger's round, it was great. I got nine holes in. I usually don't play nine holes either. I'm not a nine hole person. We could probably get into that too. I'd rather get my 18 in. And, That's a good one. To I'd rather get my 18 in and go home. But uh, I got a quick nine in. It was great. Anytime Tiger plays, like I have to play. Like, that's my thing. Like, anytime Tiger plays, like, I, I have the itch to play every day he yeah. does because I think I'm him. So <laughs> I am, I have the, reversed effect in a sense i still want to play like anytime he plays but i end up playing a lot more golf when he doesn't play in a tournament because i don't feel like i need to watch him i just go out and play so like the years well past couple of years when he's been unfortunately hurt i've been playing a lot more golf <laughs> because i don't sit home and try and watch you know so um no it was a good weekend uh playing wednesday coming up here i know we're recording monday but yeah we have a special guest tonight. We do. We do. Yeah, we, do. Um, we will get to him a little bit. I can, can I go over my weekend there? You're trying to oh, like, I'm sorry. Me I am a part you of this. I was busy, but I still podcast. got the sticks out. Okay. Like, we don't want to hear about your new clubs. Come on. I I know. I got, do you do, I got How some, are you doing? I got you some doing, shit buddy? from across the pond. I can tell you that. Mr. Dan Dan Linger gave me some crap about switching. He's like, you changed, boy. You changed. And I was oh, like, man. oh, man. So, Dan, you know I love Nike. You know I'll never go away. Um, but it was time. I got out Friday before we left for a little weekend getaway, sort of um, tested out the new sticks, and then had to kill three hours on Sunday while my wife's had a bridal shower, so found a, a nice little driving range out in Long Island. <laughs> Picked up some five pocket photon dust pants at the Nike outlet, actual Nike outlet win, which we've talked about recently has not been there for most of us. Um, yeah. So it was a good weekend. Drove all over from, from Boston to Long Island to Connecticut, like 
it was crazy. So, and then I hate traffic. I just hate traffic now. I'm just absolutely loathe traffic now. So, but as Keith has mentioned, we have a big guest here tonight just to shoot the crap with us. I've, I've swore on this podcast already. And then I just censored myself there. So I got to just pick a lane, but either way, Mr. Blake Sledge is back with us today, and we are super excited to have him. We're just going to talk about everything that happened this weekend, stuff coming up, um, and get into it with him. So, Blake, bring yourself back in here. Let's go, boy. What's going on with you? How you been? How was your weekend? What's up, guys? Uh, yeah, weekend was good. Um, a lot of family time. We got the most random weather here in Colorado we this weekend. Snow. You got snow we got this weekend. 18 inches. <laughs> oh, okay. This is my son's 12th birthday on Saturday. We had a, you know, like an arcade theme party. Everything was great. Dude, 18 inches on the ground when we went into main event. I don't know if you guys have those on the East Coast. We went into main event, came out of main event around 2.30. Everything was gone. (laughs) (laughs) So that's Colorado uh, for you in a nutshell, man. Um, Other than that, man, just uh, been busy, very busy painting. Lots of customs. Uh painting a lot so um that's i spent most of my afternoon and evening on saturday doing that and then um a lot of that today just trying to finish up this this project i'm doing for a client but yeah no golf this weekend um i'm hoping to play tomorrow actually the next three days so uh why you know yeah yeah so you were on earlier this season and you were kind of talking about your road to you know back to the to to pro status and and all that stuff so how has that journey been going have you gotten out a lot have you not is it more of a roadblock or are you just kind of digging what you're doing with your customs and and have put yourself into that lane for right for the time being or how are you feeling it's a little both man um like i said man golf is hard right and and the last thing i want to do is is pretend like anybody can do it at that level. I don't want to disrespect anybody who's put in the work over the years and stuff like that. It's a really hard game. Um, I'm not competing this year. I've been working with uh, my boy Gerard. He's a system pro at Common Ground Golf Course here in Aurora. They've hosted uh, US Mid-Am, USAM. Um, He's a really good player. And so I'm just really working on a lot of swing things right now. so I might, if I fill up to it, I might try to play in something late in the year, um, but really just grinding hard, man, because um, I kind of threw myself into it last year and literally came out scorched, right? So it's just like, um, I saw what it takes. And for me, you know, that's that's kind of my makeup, right? I, I've got to just kind of throw myself in there and, and figure it out, but um, fine tune some things so that it doesn't kind of crack under pressure. Nice. Nice. Well, that's good. And then you got your ton of customs going on, which yeah. we've been seeing, and you've been tagging us in some. And whoo, boy, you're on a heater right now. That's for sure. Oh, look at those. Oh, are we allowed to describe what's on screen right now for everybody? Yeah, like, yeah. So it's this a is LSU, like an uh, Odell Beckham special right here. This is just LSU. Yeah. Just so yeah, all that's freehand too, man. Um, <laughs> so it's just a lot of. A lot of time under the magnifying glass and the light. I got this big thing that kind of illuminates light and kind of makes everything bigger so I can really get all those details. But yeah, man, just busy doing that. Um, I'm going to launch here and actually take some orders from some people. This one's actually for a friend. I got you, Matt. I know you're <laughs> <this>. <laughs> Matt, really uh, <laughs> um, 
I got a I got a friend who's actually from back home in Houston, and this is for her son. Um, she reached out to me through awesome. my Facebook. It's for her, her kid's awesome. birthday, and she's a big LSU fan. So I wanted to make sure I did her first. But yeah, man, uh, just crazy what you stumble into, right? When you just kind of be creative, and and it, the two things kind of matched up for me. So I, I really enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, I know Matt's been going conversing. We we split up, in case you haven't ever guys ever wonder, we split up Instagram duties um, a lot between the three of us. And Matt's been killing it on our Instagram so far for a lot of this. He's been going back and forth with Nomad a bunch. So hopefully we can get Nomad on um, as well. Um, obviously, Justin is always, Justin Whelan's always in our um, DMs as well. Blake's in our DMs a bunch. So uh, it's great the little community that we've started. I want to continue to like foster and everything. Uh, little birdie told me Justin had our ball marker out at someplace special that we featured earlier this season. We won't say more than that um, because we don't actually know more than that, but um, that's pretty cool. And he was playing with a, you know, a backwards hat wearing number 24. That's all we'll say there. We think so, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, the, again, speculation. I'm just, yeah. I can just be bullshit. Speculation, guys. But <laughs> this is but what the course. Think is no happening. idea what you guys are talking about. So, the course is uh, well known for a strict no camera policy. Yeah. So, we're not so sure. Justin, we're hoping you sneak some uh, some footage or that there's some some good stuff coming down the pipeline. But we uh, have no because, idea if that yeah. is even what is happening. He has just hinted at bucket list items, and that's what, what that would be on our bucket list. So, um so it's pretty cool and we want to continue to do more so maybe blake will be will be commissioning blake to do a custom no uh shoe or something for us you know with swoosh life on it that our our secondary box logo as we like to use now and a couple other things so and the wheels are spinning in matt's head right now i can see the wheels turning on the design stuff which is awesome so i got some dope ideas already it's already kind of you know i've already jotted it down i've got I've got, it's kind of like my kill list, right? I've got people that I've already singled out of who and what I'm going to do for yeah. certain people. Um, so obviously, you know, I've, I've reached out to those people and kind of told them like, Hey, I got you. It's just, it's very time consuming, man. Like each pair is like, yeah, you know, it's, it's a lot. So yeah. um, as, I, as I'm getting better with it, it's um, the process is speeding up a little bit. Yeah. And that's the thing that I learned, like talking to govern and nomad and now yourself is that the process is super time consuming. So for the people that like question the price, it's totally worth it because as you said, you're hand drawing this stuff. Um, they're pulling apart insoles, putting them back together. It's a lot of work. And because it's so time consuming, I think it, it's a lot like our friend at A47 Customs, Nick. Nick has told me, you know, he's gotten taken in by like, he's gotten advice from NorCal putters, Siege, uh, all the other custom putter companies. Because guess what? Like the, it's just so backed up. Uh, there's, there's so many golfers nowadays. And everybody wants something unique and custom for themselves. So there's there's room for everybody to eat. So yeah, uh, I actually had on that topic real quick, man. I actually had a conversation with um before I actually launched doing this. I had a conversation with Roger Steele. Um, that's a he's actually a good friend of mine. I met him in person last summer. Um, he's just given me a ton of influence and just advice and just how to navigate in this space. And my whole thing was like, you know, I didn't want to step on anyone's toes jumping into the custom world, you know, a la govern nomad, but I've also reached out to those guys and, and talked with nomad and talked with, with govern and, and, um, and direct messaging DMS and stuff like that. And they've been super helpful, man. Um, you know, for the longest time, the custom, uh, community has kind of got a bad rap for like not 
helping up and coming people. And so um, I did my research, man. I mean, obviously I'm a shoe connoisseur. I know everything about them. It's just when you go into that space, you want to make sure you're doing it right. And uh, any advice is welcome advice. So uh, shout out to Governor Nomad, man, for any assist that you guys have given me. You know, it's interesting about that. Another connection. Our guy, Nick Kiefer at 847 did a putter for Roger Steele. Roger, if you're listening, you're now a Nike athlete. Come on the Swoosh Life podcast. Come on. Come on, baby. We'll take you. We got the exit row ready for you. Come on. Let's go. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think I think it's awesome what you're doing, man. And, uh, you know, we're excited to have you tonight. So we are going to get into just some random things. Let's talk about the PGA Championship, right? So uh, Matt made a little bit of money off Rory leading day one. And then what what happened? I thought Terminator Rory was here. Uh, I really did, Matt. So sometimes happy accidents do happen. I know a lot of times, especially in golf, we say, oh, man, bad break, bad break. And sometimes we get a lucky break. And I had actually gone into my app thinking that I put my bets on to win the tournament. And all of the bets were actually just to be the first round leader. So <laughs> ended up with Rory as the first round leader, um, but then went back and doubled down um, the, thinking that Rory would take it home because it's what we always wanted. It's what we always said, you know, could he start off hot? And it ended up being two good rounds and two so-so rounds. And that's just not going to win you a major nowadays. It's just not. And yeah, it, this is not shade to Rory because we're huge Rory fans. We're totally behind him and all that stuff. If anything, I think it was the second biggest heartbreak of the weekend for us, right? Like yeah. we all root for Rory so hard. Uh, he's a good dude, great spokesperson. Nike's lucky to have him. I, I would say that because I think he's one of those dudes that moves the needle uh, unlike any other player does, and he does it in a respectful, thoughtful manner. So, yeah, I'm, I'm a little heartbroken. Uh, Keith, I know you're heartbroken about both of these topics. You know, what do you think happened to Rory? He wasn't paired with Tiger. I think that, <laughs> gives him a, that gives him an extra edge a little bit. You know, they always play well off each other because they're always chit-chatting and stuff. But yeah, I don't know. One was awesome to watch. I thought well, yeah, we all, yeah, we all talked about this. It just felt on and off a little bit as a, as a major I don't know. I don't know if it was the course setup. I, I love the course actually. And I wouldn't mind playing that at all. I, I would yeah. love to go there, put it on the list of bucket list and go play. Um, the, the weather played a lot of mind games with everybody. And I think it played with Rory pretty well, even though he can smash it. And he, you know, well, and he had better draw in theory as well, going early late, but right. yeah. it was, yeah. I, don't I think know. that's the only reason why Tiger made the cut. Because he had those times. If he yeah. played in the morning, Friday, I he would have shot what he shot Saturday. Saturday, yeah, I agree. So, yeah, I'm I'm heartbroken. We can all get into it, but Blake, your Tiger, Tiger Tiger's okay. He's okay. He's just he did what he had to do, and what what's he have to prove? I don't know. We got three days instead of four. It's better than two. <laughs> so that's that's true. I mean, I, I agree with everything you guys are saying about Rory, man. Ah, my heart breaks for the guy, dude. Like, yeah. ever, ever since Augusta, I'm just like, come on, come on. Let's go. Let's go. You got it. And I thought that he tapped into it, you know, with his round, his performance Sunday at Augusta. Like, I thought, okay, he's back. Like, mm -hmm. the, rest of the, the rest of the world is put on notice because that was 
vintage, vintage Roy McRoy. And, and flat and, bill Roy. Yeah, flat bill Roy, man. Like for sure. Purple polo, white pants, yeah. the whole thing, right? Um, so but for me, I think I think sometimes, man, he's gotta learn to like just not always hit driver off the tee. Like, you know, especially at a place like Southern Hills, where it's like it's so many dog legs left and right. And he's literally hitting it through the fairway into the rough. And you can't do that at a major championship when, you know, the rough is, I don't know, 10, you know, eight, eight, 10 inches, you know? So it's like, you can't, you can't do that. Um, I think those are the rounds that like on, what was it? Friday I saw, I watched every, every shot and, and he's just hitting it into the rough and he just couldn't control the spin going into greens. And so like, you can't do that when you got post stamp greens and tight fairways, like you got to hit the fairways. Um, but I think I think he's really really close. Like it's not like he's playing terrible, you know. Like he's been playing well. Yeah, interesting stats. So you know, Saturday's happening. The par threes really crushed him, and I decided to just look up his stats. Right. So like off the tee, he's third on tour off the tee. But did you know that in driving accuracy percentage, he's 109th. Hundred and ninth. That's huge. Yeah. Now now and now think about this approach to the green. 41st putting 39th so we've all said around the green he's so so but why is he so so probably because he doesn't put himself in really good spots right you know for, for as brilliant as he is with the driver i don't know how brilliant he is with the iron sometimes and I, I think that's kind of been his downfall on that back nine on the sunday front nine he's on fire i i sent the office uh meme to everybody happening. it's happening it's happening my you know <laughs> michael scott's running around in the fire drill and stuff and then the back nine happens and he's just 20 feet short, 10 feet short. Uh, you know, it's really brutal to watch and, and disheartening because you're like, man, he's just so close. And I think iron has just always been, I, I, I'm, I'm with you, Blake, because here's the other thing too. You can't hit good iron shots if you're not in good position. Yeah. I think uh, it's, it's funny because I had to listen to it because I was driving a lot this weekend. So I listened on PGA Tour radio and while well, my wife napped on the drive. Um, so and and hearing them kind of talk about it like on on thursday he was in the zone where he committed to a shot stepped up hit it and then he kind of fell off when they had a little bit of a break uh, and he got it back like birdieing i think the last but like he he just when he commits to a shot quickly and attacks it he plays well when he thinks about stuff too much it like goes awry and so i think like friday you're, you've sat all day a little bit. Now you're thinking about your round, what you need to do to stay up, wins, all that stuff. And I think he gets out of sorts. And JT probably played the best round of golf there on Friday morning in the wind. Yeah. 16 of 18 greens. I think 11 of, of 13 fairways or 11 of 14 fairways. Like, if that if you have the best round of the week then technically in theory like you should win you know in a sense and it's it seemed to like prove true he just he, you know colt shanked one but he still you know battled back and so i think like that's not something that rory is doing he's not putting it in play enough and he's not hitting greens and regulations and if he does he's not putting it within 40 like with it under 30 feet you know he's putting it at like 40 to 50 and so um he'll get there i think again we saw it at augusta on sunday we saw it on thursday um i don't know i so, think Brit i think british might set up well for him 
So like tour average, right? I think this is a thing that people kind of get lost in with they see PGA Tour golf, but tour average, like proximity to hole is like 25 feet. Right. Right. So it's not like they're hitting it to 10 feet at all times. But when you already aren't a, a great wedge player, you know, Roy short game isn't the best and he's not the best putter. You make it so much harder on yourself when you're not hitting it into the fairways, right? Like he struggles from the fairways with wedges, let alone the rough. So it's like if he could, and this is why I honestly, I mean, I didn't understand the departure of uh, JP, like, because he kind of kept him kind of locked in, you know, like as far as what you need to do off the tee. I mean, you could see what Justin Thomas was just, crediting bones for doing like dude he kept me in shots he told me like okay this is what we needed to do we got to keep the ball in the short grass like stuff like that and I understand like maybe you're trying to help out a buddy or you're trying to just kind of uh take some of the stress of like traveling and being gone away from family and stuff like that but at the same time man like at what point are you about winning you know like and and that's and and I'm not shooting shots at Roy McIlroy because that's I, I love him but like mm-hmm bro, it's about winning championships. You know what I mean? Like, and, and you got to prioritize that if you want to have that Tiger-like legacy. Brother, I'm, I'm behind you because my brother is fist pumping right now listening to this podcast. My brother, you hit on two topics my brother has told me about constantly. One, amateurs constantly think that the pros hit it within 10 feet. They don't, right? They, they're just excellent lag putters, right? So you, you always leave yourself and they're excellent within two feet. So they leave themselves the two feet. Second point, my brother is fist pumping about my brother has always shown me videos of like when even when he was with JP, like he would hit a wedge and fly the green and then everybody be like, you know, and then he, you know, there's there's talk around is that he doesn't get the best advice from his current caddy situation. Um, They don't know how to throttle him back sometimes and, and, you know, hitting full out wedges like, yeah, I I wonder what is I don't I I don't want to say that he's not hitting 70%, 80%. I don't know. But yeah, I don't know what he looks like most of the time with three wood or a two iron or a driving iron in his hand. I've never I've seen, never seen him. In a, have you ever seen Rory hit a stinger shot like Tiger does? Like a Maybe dollar. during his open know. championship when he won? Like, I don't even, I like can't even recall shot. the last time I've seen him with like a two iron, right? Like he always carries three wood, five wood. So it's like, yeah, like, and, and look, man, like I, I play golf here in Colorado where it's like, you know, I hit driver 305, I hit three wood 285. Right. So it's like, and then when you're playing with Rory, it's like, and he's hitting them 300 and 300. So it's like, he's got to find something that he can hit. All you need to do on two is hit a 270, dude, and you're plenty fine. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then it's going to leave him a full number in versus like a 87 yard wedge or, you know, yeah. yeah. Well, good. That's, sometimes that's better though to have a fuller shot. Well, exactly. definitely a fuller shot. But like, if he's struggling with his wedges, why does he not just want to crank up? an eight iron, you know, 180. That's it. Exactly. Exactly. You know, that's, that's really it. And you know what? Like him not hitting like his three wood or two iron or anything. Like, like, like you said earlier, like the course is like a lot of dog legs or a lot of, you know, if you hit iron off the tee, you're, you're controlling the ball more instead of just swinging out of your shoes, bombing the ball. Why not just hit shape shots with your irons off the tee? And then you're, you're back in the fairway off the tee. Yeah. Yeah, this is uh, Gumby. We got to get your thoughts on Rory, and then we'll cut to break. But it reminds me a lot of uh, an NBA player who like loves his three point shot, 
right? right? Like, just, you, you know what? I'm going to bomb it 30 feet, 40 feet. I'm just in love with me. I, I love, I love three pointers and dunks. I'm thinking about Zach Levine here for the Chicago Bulls. And, uh, you know, it's gotten him this far. It's sick looking when he's on fire. I'd be having that strut too if I was bombing at 350, 370. Sometimes, you know, I would do that little Rory Bop. He had that going on Thursday. But yeah, to become a complete player, sometimes you got to develop that mid range game and you got to know when to pull it back and when to do it at the right time. Hey, you got to so, start becoming a Jason Tatum, you know. Sometimes. Oh, look at that. Look at Jeff and that silt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm an eye roll. Uh, I. It's, See, they're just playing tonight. We've got Celtics, Lakers, we got Bulls, yeah. we got everything in here. Either way, you. so, so I, that's I'm a Rory Gumby to the NBA realm. I'm not. Um, only thing about Rory, he guys has short games tough. I think we need to distinguish that there's two different types of short game. There is around the green short game, which I think he's actually pretty decent at. There's multiple times that he's chipped in. There's little like things. He hits good little bump run, like wedges, that stuff. But you're right, wedge in hand from fairway average to poor on on the tour which is not where you need to be on the tour and we saw this when dj was started to win what did he start focusing on wedges 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 we know dj can bomb it but then when he won the masters when he was winning um you know other tournaments when he went to number one in the world they really said he started focusing on his wedges from 120 in all that stuff so uh, you know, interesting stuff. I, I again, I wanted to see Flatbell Rory. I thought we had him there for a little bit on Thursday on a tough setup, um, all that stuff. But yeah, so we're gonna get back to this after the break, and after the break, we're gonna talk about Tiger, what we thought, what we saw, how we feel. Um, Keith's pick will come up, and we got some. You know, we gotta talk about the fashion also out at at uh, Southern Hills from PGA Championship Week because. Man, seeing Bubba and comes some different shoes and all that stuff was also interesting this week. So we'll get right back to you after these messages from our sponsors, Anchor. All right, and we are back. Thank you to our sponsors, Anchor, for sponsoring us. Uh, if anyone else would like to sponsor us, hit us up. Hit us up. Let's go. And a reminder, support the podcast. <laughs> Anchor.fm slash the Swoosh Life Podcast slash support. All that support comes right back to us. Comes right back to you. Um, and if you support us enough, we'll buy a pair of shoes and Blake will do them and then we'll raffle them off. So that is our number one goal. So let's see what happens there. Um, we got some great supporters out there. Shout out to Ryan, the golf uh groove, um, bunch of others out there as well. So super excited about all of that stuff. And maybe we'll even do another run of ball markers. Those things went fast, so we will see. And we've heard really good um reviews on that, but Tiger Woods retired, withdrew from his first um, major championship ever this past weekend. Um, I like to think that something more is wrong with the leg. Others don't. Um, I know it was a combination of factors, but this is a change in what we've ever seen from Tiger before because He's had bad rounds. He's played through it. But now we've seen three of his worst rounds in majors come on the weekend after grinding to sort of make the cut both times. So where are we at with Tiger? How are we feeling? Um, 
my thoughts right now are I want him to play the British, I want the Open at St. Andrews because it is at St. Andrews. And I think St. Andrews is his favorite course. He said that before. As much as he loves Augusta, St. Andrews is his favorite course. Um, and so I think it would mean a lot to him. I think it's an easy walk. Like, it's really pretty flat and um, and whatnot. But I also would understand if he just shut it down and said, we'll see you April 2023. So curious, Keith, I know you're probably our biggest – Tiger Stan, other than myself, and um, but how are you feeling? Because I know you're feeling bad, but like, what are what are some of the thoughts that you run into your head for the future of of seeing Tiger Woods play golf? Well, it was it was tough to see pop up on our phones, you know, wherever we saw it that he withdrew. But you know, like I was saying earlier, like Tiger makes you want to play golf. It make he just does so to see him not play the fourth day, I kind of understand, like he is, he's definitely protecting his body in some way. Weather did not help at all. His body, he needs it to be warm because anytime we play and it's beautiful out and warm, we're always loose and ready to go with him, especially because he's got rods in there. He's got steel in there, but I think it was an okay call by him. Cause what does he have to prove to us? I know that sounds weird, but like, and we want four days of him, but it just, it was, did he want to go out there, not embarrass himself again, but he doesn't need to put himself through that. The weather was going to be like crap. He was going to go off early in the morning again. Yeah. It, it was just tough. It was tough to see. And, you know, Tiger's our boy. And, you know, I haven't taken his head off since, since uh, Thursday. Do you think? <laughs> Do you think weather is his biggest factor moving forward compared to course setup or anything like that? Like, do you think like he's only going to play in once in April and then the rest, like British doesn't set up well for him technically because it's going to be cold, but maybe Brookline does in June because it will be a little bit warmer, but again, we're still on the coast. Like where is he going to play a Memorial? Cause Ohio in, in the summer is just going to be super hot. Like I, I, because I think that is a huge factor. And and do you think that if the weather was like Friday hot or Thursday hot on Saturday, he would have shot a different number? Or do you think he was fatigued? I think he would shot a different number. Okay. Absolutely. I do. I do. He was just drained. He was drained. And it was it was tough to see. You saw it. Um, what about that hook shot? From the say, he still had an amazing oh my the god gallery. Like, did you see where his feet were pointing right at little kids next to him <laughs> it, was, it was unreal but you know what he's got the shots he knows how to he's just not he's just not loose enough it's it's chilly and st andrews i'm going on record right now i think he's playing brookline i think he's going to come back u.s open next month i do i'm just i'm just going to go with it i do you just I'm want keeping my fingers crossed because I say that because I I might be going to the <laughs> tournament, so I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. No, I I do think he's going to play, and St Andrews, I don't think he's going to miss that. Yeah, I, I don't, and Blake. and that's it. That he doesn't have to do anything, and then yeah, Nike can work with him to put something right on his foot so he doesn't have to limp around. Yeah, <laughs> Blake, how are you feeling about this? And let's get your thoughts. 
on uh, Tiger <laughs> Shoegate as well. We've heard her thoughts on it. We've, we've just talked about it, but my gosh, Keith, with the mic drop, oh, dude, you don't understand. I've look, I've got friends, dude, that are uh, diehard FJ guys, and they just give me so much crap oh, yeah. about Tiger wearing this and blah blah blah. And I'm just like, dude, like, okay, whatever. I don't really care. You know, we all know what it is. Like he's a lifer. He's a swoosh. He's a swoosh lifer. Like they're going to, no one expected him to be back this early. Right. So I'm not giving anyone in, in, in R and D a pass. Right. Cause you have a job. You're supposed to be ready for the unexpected. Right. Like you should be ready. Right. That's your job. You should have something ready for him at all times. That is the premier athlete for Nike golf. Um, but I mean, dude, like no one thought he would be playing in Augusta, let alone potentially all four majors of 2022. Um, as far as his performance goes, man, and uh, and kind of what he's going through, um, it's it's got to be tough to walk these courses when it's wet. Yeah. Um, and then and then commitment issues right like you hear i don't know i mean how big you guys follow football and stuff like that i know gumby you play fantasy and you know um but like dude like when running backs tear their acl and they like they're going to hit the a gap or b gap it's like they don't even want to put that knee out there that leg out there because they're commitment issues on it right so it's like the same thing exists especially in a lower a lower right leg injury in golf like for right-handed player he's got to literally launch himself and use that ground to create any type of energy into, into that golf ball. And, and when it's cold, it's just not going to fly as far. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if he, if his schedule is tailored literally to majors in maybe Florida, like seriously, like, I mean, home game. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't, I don't really see him. I mean, California is even cold, man. Like that, that Marine layer, it's like, you know, like who knows, he might go out there and play a couple of things, especially if it's like the Genesis or, maybe the AT&T or something like that. But like, you know, like you can't really expect this guy, you know, in his late forties to, to be playing 10, 12 tournaments a year. Like, you know, like I, five, six, maybe dude, like, and, and two of those, two of those outside non-majors will, you know, one will have to be the players and the other two options is either going to be the Genesis or the hero. Right. So it's like, um, you know, I just, I hurt for him, man. Like, you know, you can tell like he's got that it's not about the money, you know, mindset where he's just he just wants to beat up on these young guys, you know, and he just wants to 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 be able to talk crap to him and say, look, you know, I came out here and, I, and you better believe he's sending people texts to who he's beating like he's sending he's sending Brooks a text saying, hey, dude, I made the cut. You didn't make the cut. You know, he's sending, dude, yeah. of course, he's going to do yeah. all that stuff, you know, uh, to those guys, because that I mean, that's Tiger. He's a competitor. But um, I just. I don't know. I mean, my expectations are, are low because I didn't see him playing this year, you know, like, yeah. dude, like I, I watched that documentary on Alex Smith and saw how much they did to his leg and how much muscle they removed and all that stuff. And it's just like, you know, you've got a lot going on for tiger, like as far as muscle growth and, and redevelopment, let alone rehab, let alone daily activities. Like there's so much, man, that we don't even, can't even sniff the, of his of what's going on with him and so um i did see a hot take today from from john daly who i'm not a fan of but it was a hot take and i kind of agree if there was ever an exception this is also be, from the 
This is also from Foreplay talked about this today. And oh, I, was, I didn't hear I that. was just about to bring it up as well, but like, do you put him in a cart? And does but, he and does he play well? Like but this was in my notes, but I want Tiger in the cart ripping cigs <laughs> and 13 diet cokes around. Yeah. And then, and then, and then he wins by 30. <laughs> because what I was, you know. If you were like, this is what again, floor play talked about it earlier, so I'm going to credit them for, for this idea. But like, if you pick Tiger up and you place him at his tee shot every single time or at his shot every time, does he win? Because he doesn't have to worry about stress on walking, fatigue, anything like that. I mean, you could do that with almost every player, and maybe, but he has all the shots. And so, again, if the cart helps, but he that's that's where i i don't know maybe this is a pride change because he would never do i know but he was too prideful also to always to withdraw from a major i know but it's different like when when you're he's he's there and he's competing and he's trying you know versus like showing up with this like you know handout you know if you would but like i i don't i don't think he would ever i just I mean, I would love for him to because it would it would definitely it extend his life of greatness, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. But would it be okay? So then, would there be an asterisk? Oh um, yeah, people. Well, well, yeah, on... dude, the John the Johnny Millers of the world would would give him an ask. You know, like they'd be like, oh yeah, this guy, he's you know, he got sixteen and he was in a car. Jack never took a car. It's like okay, Jack never won by twelve. So like, <laughs> like at a gust. Also, so the best like, thing NBC <laughs> ever had happened to them was Johnny Miller retiring because yeah, oh, damn that dude. When's Faldo going? Yeah, Faldo's done. Faldo's worse oh than Miller. We, uh, least, oh, Miller was the first guy to like identify impact sounds. Like he could yeah. tell you if a golfer hit it fat or thin or you know just by the sounds. So I'll give him credit for that. But yeah, I totally agree with you guys. I also Maybe I want to bring the PGA to in some some squares. Maybe Tiger just needs to be in some squares, guys. Dude, you better hush. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way he put on squares. Are you kidding me, dude? Oh my god, we would never oh, hear the end of Faldo, man. Oh my that god, would be, uh, oh, we wouldn't man. have Keith anymore. Keith would be jumping off a bridge if Tiger yeah. was in squares. Well, we hinted at we we hinted at this. It would be almost better though. I mean, one better option. Michael Collins suggested it during the broadcast. We were talking about it. A former Nike subsidiary, Cole Hans, got some some decent shoes it would have been cool to see if, if you went that way i know nike doesn't own them anymore but they did at one point so uh shout out to michael collins who follows me so just yeah. humble brag Ooh, all right but i follow. but i do want to say <laughs> michael uh, collins on the podcast what are we doing matt apparently that's another justin Whelan uh hookup that he might be playing with this week oh. as well i think so. matt's got some undercover stuff going on and i like it so let's just keep it that yeah, way let's just i like that. that i like undercover <laughs> That's on it. But Matt, what are your thoughts on Tiger? Last thing I I just want to add, and Gumby, you hinted at not liking this schedule. Uh, I don't want to say, PJ, you reap what you sow, but Saturday, we already said it was a ho-hum tournament a little Mm -hmm. bit. And now you come into Saturday, and I don't know if the weather, like I appreciate on the British Open when the weather is a character of the course, you know, the the blowing wind, the breeze, and, and all this kind of stuff. But the, I'm, I don't think about that with the PGA. And I think when we have this like weird weather and I don't want to say it's weird, 
because I look back at my the last time I did a road trip, like a real road trip, I went up to Whistling Straits May 2nd of 2017. It was 40 degrees outside, real feel 20. It was 60 and rainy the day before, right? So it was like, uh, you know, my brother points out we did it for my brother's birthday. I set this whole thing up. We went up anyways. I had two layers. I had the thermal loft and I had, you know, the thick quarter zip and I was still colder than all heck. But I remember the course, but, you know, when the weather takes over and becomes the story and it takes out your great player, your greatest draw, I think that's unfortunate. So just another knock against um, the PGA being here so it's yeah, it's one of those things and we think we can look back at one of the more memorable pgas how many times did tiger change shirts that year when he was chasing oh. down brooks he changed shirts every three bad. holes yeah. and it was phenomenal like it was the best thing ever that he that they had that many shirts in the bag you know i just remember that storyline that week was him just changing shirts him walk that's when he started walking in with the backwards hat like and became like the that whole like parking lot meme almost and so that was awesome. yeah i think uh i think all that just needs to switch the schedule back even next year we're getting ready for it in rochester and I'm like, it was 60 here today. It's going to be, I guess just a, you know. Yeah. yeah. So my last thought on it is I, I think for him to withdraw, for him for the first time as a professional, because he did it once as an amateur, for it to get that bad, I think the back got tweaked. I think something else is hurting. And it's from all the compensation, right? Because, I look, I, I had a torn ACL. And I just, there were, there were times where I realized I was favoring one leg over another and and stuff started getting over whack. And it's, I'm still, and I'm 40 years old. Like I'm not as old as tiger and and shoot one round of golf hurts me for a couple of days. You know, I can't imagine walking at his age and trying to compete with the best in the world. Like what happens? So don't want to sound the alarm bells. I think the other thing too, is I think it's a good opportunity for him. And I think this is probably what he's thinking is he know he has all the shots, Keith. He has to he has to come back and say, okay, wait a minute, what shots can I consistently pull off right. that protect my body right. and let allow me to finish a tournament? And now I have to game plan around that because we know that he's the supreme technician. Because look, when he was the greatest, like he's the greatest player of all time, right? Like let's not right. let's not play games, right? At his peak, he was the most skilled player, the most physically gifted, and he was outworking everybody. Yeah, and he was right. the hardest worker. Like those three things are a deadly, deadly combination but now the body doesn't allow you to outwork anybody anymore uh you might not hit you might still be the most skilled but you not be you know maybe you can pull off all the shots some of the time but not all the time anymore so i think he's coming back i think he's coming back for st andrews maybe he takes a little bit time off uh at brooklyn i'm not sure well and we saw in his in his shots too he did not have a draw like he had to play and it was a big sweeping fade too, oh, because yeah. the body can't, he could not turn it. And so I think maybe, I don't know, I forget what hole it was, but he definitely tweaked something when he stepped back on Thursday and then it kind of went a little bit downhill from there. And so maybe it was the back, maybe it wasn't the leg as much. Um, and it was the back. And again, it's just, it's hard to tell. And I think you're spot on with it, with it compensating. So, so all right, Matt, you got something. Is- Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go I was going to say, I think his leg is fine. I agree with you guys with the back. I do. I think his leg is fine. Just sore. You've been on this, like, you don't think the leg is that bad kick. So I'm going to let you run with it, and maybe it will come out. But the lump is noticeable. That's all I'll say. Like, yeah, Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The lump is noticeable. because of backs, too. We've, we've all it, had bad it backs. Could, it, could, so. it could be. I mean, I just – 
Golly, man, it's just it's it just breaks my heart, man. Like to he was see he him. was using a club as a cane. Yeah, <laughs> like when the yeah. when he had to tell the ESPN Plus camera, like, "Hey, give me some breathing room." Like he's legitimately using it as a walking stick. Yeah. So you know, I I think there's there's something up there. But I've got a couple rapid fire questions. We're gonna go uh, around the horn Let's or around it. the T, and we're gonna start off with this one. What's the better major right now, the PGA or the Players Championship? Rapid fire. So we're going to start off at Gumby, Blake, then Keith. Uh, I actually have to go players as much as I, it like pains me because I thought like I would always just go with the four majors. If they switch it back again, I'm on my rant from last week that if they switch it back to September, then, then I think PGA is better than players. But right now, like, because again, PGA involves PGA professionals of America. Like that's an awesome, important thing for those people to be in it and to play because they're the teachers, they're the people running the courses every all around America. Um, so I, I think it's important, but like players is like, even was a better like watching experience, you know, like they, they just, it just seemed like that it wasn't, it was something was just off. Like, and I like what ESPN tried to do with the Michael Collins and, and um, Joe Buck, this, this thing, I think they were trying to like catch the bottle, like lightning in a bottle from the Manning cast, you know, all that stuff, but it's something just fell flat, you know, and maybe it was, I didn't get to watch it a whole bunch, but even like <laughs> funny thing, cause I listened to it a bunch on the, on XM and PGA tour radio listening to on radio is is actually like quite like engaging and I like it. However, they repeat the scoreboard about a million times because you can't see it like visually. So they keep saying like, and Justin Thomas leading at six under. And I'm just like, like, okay, I know I've been listening for three hours, <laughs> you know? So uh, I think it's uh, players right now for me right now. Um, I, I think the players has better presentation. I'll give you that. Like, I feel like, and only reason I'm going to give the PGA the, the nod over the players is because it's at a different course every year. And so that's a big challenge for a lot of people um, having, having to have their game travel, right? It's um, especially, you know, with your greens reading books being gone, it's like these guys have played Sawgrass so many times. It's like they know exactly how it breaks on 17 when you got that Sunday pin or even the Sunday pin on 16, you know? So it's like, they, they can anticipate those locations um, kind of a la, you know, Augusta national and, and, and how, how everything breaks. Um, so that, that's my only, only reason I think the, the field is better. I think the field is better at the players. I think the trophy's better at the players. Like I like the, I like the remodel trophy. Now the old crystal was kind of garbage, but the, the remodel trophy is is awesome at the players. Um, but yeah, I just think that when you you're like talking the about 27 pound Wanamaker <laughs> <laughs> that everybody drops I mean, the lid off. <laughs> yeah, it's it's golf Stanley Cup, right? Um, I think I just think that it's uh I think the PGA is just when you when you change venues, man, I, that gets my attention because then you can really see ball striker stand out. You really see short game uh, tacticians stand out too. So um, yeah, PGA for me. About time we get an NHL shout out here in this podcast. <laughs> Stanley Cup playoffs have been unreal, by the way, everybody listening. 
Um, I'm going the other way, Blake. I'm going the players because of the course. They get to play it every year. Like, you feel like you know that course so well that, like, you can play it kind of thing. You know, you kind of know what you need to hit off the tee if you can pull it off. But except for when it probably goes to Oak Hill next year in Rochester because I went there a couple of times for the PGA. Um, Back I, boys, saw Tiger. I saw Tiger. What? So everyone come come to that one. I'll host you all and we'll all go out. Yeah, let's go. You know? It'll be a nice little ride out. Hour and a half ride out. Exactly. Swoosh yeah. life. I'll fly right into Rochester, dog. We'll I'll do fly a, right we'll, in. We'll right, do we'll like a swoosh life like this on the grounds. We'll just we'll just record something, you know. So I'm about it. Live cast. I love it. All right. So we're gonna go in reverse order now. So we'll go Keith Blake Gumby for the next topic. We kind of hinted at it. So whatever your borderline temperature is, right? Because you know, some of us grow up in cl- colder climates, some of our some of us grow up in hotter climates. Do you prefer playing if it's borderline, pants or shorts? Keith, pants. Gotta look good with the pants. Gotta feel good too. Yeah, hey, pants. I pants, pants, pants. And uh, shout out to Nike for that new. Uh, it's not a jogger, but it's not a capri, but they're good. I love them. Is this in the I golf line? A, yeah, yeah, I think oh, it's a no, Nike drive. Nike drive fit. It's not the UV. It's legit. Yeah. Legit. With the old school I, logo on it, right? It's got the old school logo on the back right pocket and it's got yeah. a drawstring and like it's they're amazing. I bought a ton. <laughs> <laughs> now I gotta go find these. Um they're on there. It's it uh, at baseline. I wear shorts in the snow, okay? So like <laughs> I never wear pants. However, I have to say there is a there is a pretty great feeling about when you are like wearing pants playing golf like it just feels right like you just feel like a pro's pro you know uh in myrtle i wore pants uh one of the days and one of the days not and like the one day i just felt and i thought i think i played better too so it's uh look good feel good yeah (laughs) my my theory is that my theory is that with the pants I know the right amount of knee bend because I'll start to get just a, a little bit of pressure. I don't know. I, I, I've never checked my posture in shorts or without, but either way. All right. So uh, last topic that we have on the rapid fire here. Okay. Actually two, two topics left. I apologize. I'm back around the horn Gumby. Okay. So back to you, we're going to go, you've got an option. You've got enough time for nine holes or no nine holes. Okay, because I think most of us would prefer 18, right? Like, I, I think that's that's an easy pick, right? Like, go play 18 or 9. But quick 9 or no 9? Always going to choose to play. Play or perish. Shout out Sugarloaf. Um, I think is, is the way. Even this past weekend, I almost played 9 instead of going to a driving range. I ran out of time. The course, it was like a little 3, nine, you know, part 3 pitch and putt 9-holer. But there was two people on the tee. Uh, two people on the green, two uh, ladies on the tee, and another guy waiting on the putting green. And I was like, I just don't have time. I need to like fly around this instead of like wait. So that's why I ended up at a driving range. Um, however, yeah, I would have played had I had I had time to um, in the means to. So I'm always going to choose to play if I can. And I think league night has made me more of a fan of nine holes than I was originally because – I'm at least swinging, putting, chipping for half of the time than, you know, 
uh, like practicing. I, I have to practice on the range, but I don't like go through every single shot almost, you know, so play. Yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to do i I'm going to do nine as well. I'm with Gumby. Like any chance I get to play, I'm going to play. I'm definitely throwing down two balls and a couple of tee boxes though. Uh, so it's going to feel like 18 when I get done with it. Um, but yeah, I gotta, I gotta play nine, man. Anytime I can get it in, I'm playing. Uh, yeah. I hope my wife doesn't listen to this because she's going to be like, Oh, you love playing <laughs> nine holes instead of 18. So, but yeah, <laughs> thanks. Shout out to the wife for always letting me play golf. Well, we always, we always plan for 18. So that's what I usually do. But if I can sneak in a nine, I'm going to go for it. I usually don't because I always plan for 18. That's like the game plan. Uh, I'm definitely playing. So the reason it, it came up in my mind is obviously I hit the panic button. I'm going to Payne's Valley. Monday was the perfect example of I could have gotten a quick nine in uh, the, the place by my course. I could walk nine like and, and hitting two balls, Blake. Sometimes I'll hit two balls. Oh, a lot of times I'll hit two balls. I'll get my 18 in by playing the nine. Right. But I sometimes can do that in under two hours. So in a late afternoon, you know, you get it off work and you could get it in before sunset. But then on the flip side, I went to the range and I worked on something and I hashed it out and I ended up having a great 18. Again, not because of Nick Spears. I just had a great 18. So I don't I don't know what the answer is anymore. I'm a little torn, but I'm, I'm glad everybody backs me up on team nine. OK, so before we get to Keith's pick, I just want to go around the horn. Looks from the weekend uh, or from the entire week of the PGA. What are some things that you guys really like that you saw on the players? What are some good looks that you saw on some of the players um, for me? I'll lead it off here before we get into Keith's pick. And then we'll go to Keith for the first thought on this. I really liked the, I love floral patterns. I love floral tonal. So tiger in the green floral tonal looked really good. And you couldn't tell from far away when the camera got up close on him. Uh, my buddy, Chris pointed out like, man, it looks really good up close. Uh, I know that a lot of people aren't fans of the textured material. I like it in really hot weather because it doesn't stick to you. So, so that was my, top pick for the week that I really liked. Um, I, there were some other ones where he had some good looks and stuff like that, but Keith, what are some things that you liked? Man, you read my mind because that's one good piece that Tiger's, you know, they're working with Tiger really good is the lighter material for him because he sweats and that material is awesome. I'm with you. I loved, and it sold out. That green one is already gone, sold out on Nike. But uh, I love Tiger, what he wore. Uh, McElroy looked good with the PGA uh, victory twos on. Uh, Kepka had the next percents on with the natural swoosh that comes with it as, you know, the retail swoosh, not like what we saw at the Masters, which I know we went back and forth a little bit maybe in group text between everybody, but I always like to see a full swoosh on, on a shoe. Uh, Tony pulled off the long sleeve flower shirt. He was the only one that gave us his scripting too. Do you notice that, boys? Tony always does. Finau Fresh is the account to follow yeah. on Instagram. Oh, yeah. I believe it's his wife or his team, but they always post their Nike stuff and their scripting, and it is so appreciated. More. Shout out Tony. Tony. Shout out Boyd, man. Shout out Tony and yeah. Boyd. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. I, I, uh, you know, I just love seeing all the swoosh on people. Um, I, it always catches me off guard when I see like someone like Jason Kokrak is always wearing, you know, MX nineties or, um, you, you know, you see some of these guys that aren't official swoosh athletes and, and they're wearing, um, Nike shoes that I love to see that because that just speaks volume to the brand. So, uh, yeah, all you foot joy fanboys can suck it. Um, <laughs> yeah, 
but yeah, no, I um, yeah, uh, Bubba in thirty fours, man. <laughs> okay, can we, can we talk about? <laughs> Two, th- two things there. One, can we ban Justin Rose from wearing ones? Okay. And, and two, yeah. <laughs> on, bu- on the bubble point, interesting, he rocks the 12s during the practice rounds and everything. I thought he would rock the 12s all week. Like, And then he's in a shoe that we can't get. Yeah. I mean, you shoot 60, 62 in it, right? You shot 62 or 63 but, in the 34. Them. You got you to gotta wear the next color around yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, just don't tear them in this in them. That's all. Yikes. Uh, so just saw that today. Yeah, I know. On the get well soon, Bubba. Because again, he is like a, a Jordan ambassador out there for us, which is great. Um, I'm gonna go a different route. Shout out to the PGA pros that are Nike staffers, Michael Block out there. Um, shoot, I forget the guy, but he's at TCU Golf Club and on the TCU, um, sorry, not TCU, um gcu grand canyon shout out my cousin actually both cousins mm-hmm. went there um and he wore that stick. stuff the nike stuff um and that purple just looks good actually black and purple kind of thing I so um i like those looks michael block well, um always wears the jordans and i know he was you know at the road to the pga championship the the pga of america like the championship for them to get there. I know Nike did a bunch of stuff. Roger was there. Um, they had, you know, a lot of like the, the bags and um, kicks and all that stuff too. So they do a lot of good stuff there. So shout out to them. Um, and I like Tony's floral. Yeah, Blake. Uh, yeah. Uh, by the way, shout out uh, MW. You know who you are. We all know who MW is. Uh, big Nike guy. Shout out MW, man. You're holding it down with what you're doing for the PGA pros of America, man. Like what you did at Barton Creek was awesome to watch. Uh, Roger let me in on a couple things that were, you were doing. They were like awesome to see stuff like that. So happening. So shout out MW. Yeah. I, I want to call out. Uh, we, hope that he's listening. we really hope that he's listening for the future of this. <laughs> we hope that MW is listening. That's for sure. So yeah. I saw Wyatt Worthy in the East Side Golf stuff with the Jordan Fours looking yeah. good at the PGA Championship, so that was awesome to see. Also, like Brooks Kepka had uh, at the, I think this is after he got locked out of the car. He had the white polo with the extending uh, cross black stripes that looked pretty sharp. So that was that was pretty good. That was pretty pretty good. But I think with that we can bring the PGA Championship to a close, and we can go into Keith's pick. And if you're wondering what the heck comes after a major. It's the Charles Schwab. It's the Chuck. <laughs> what? Do we call this the Chuck? The Chuck. Do we have to? Do we have to pick this week? <laughs> we do have Nike athletes, I'm guys. I'm just gonna. I'll go first. I'll go first because I got the decent. Win. Decent. Yeah. Who got? Well, you picked. I picked Tony last week. I picked. You went Brooks. Tony this week. I'm picking Tony this week. We just got that out of the way. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> you're supposed to tell, like prime us and tell us who's in the field. <laughs> you're just wow. like, I just picked Tony. Uh, That's how inspired Keith is by this field. I know. No, I picked Tiger last week. I know, but um, no, we got the Charles Schwab. Decent. We got our Masters champ in there, our number one, number one in the world, and there, Scotty. He had a little bit of poor showing on the weekend. I get or, nervous. Uh, even the weekend. I get nervous weekend. with this because. Because now I'm worried for Scotty. Like now, yep. Yep. had he made the cut, been there, been fine, 
I'm like, cool. But now I'm worried for him that he won a major and he's just going to pull a Danny Willett and just, you know, like, and I hope not. I hope not. Again, maybe more of us. I don't know. I don't even like to say that guy's name on the podcast. I'm not it's not, it's, he's not going to be a JS. I know you, I knew who you were thinking about, but I, I, I mean, I do think that we gave Scotty his flowers a little too soon, right? It's like, you know, a lot of people can play a good four month stretch of golf and it seems like they're going to take over the world. I mean, do we were talking about, they're talking about John Rahm, like being ready to just dominate at the end of last season mm-hmm. all of it, and then everyone forgot about it. So um, I think it was just a little premature with, the jump on Scotty, I'm not knocking the play that he did because that was phenomenal. And, you know, um, he's obviously rocking the swoosh, so I'm going to root for him if I don't have other swoosh interest in the field. You know, um, he's not my one or two. So uh, I'm going to jump you, Matt, because I think we might be on the same wavelength. Tommy Fleetwood this week. All right. Fairway <laughs> Jesus. Somebody pick them. Fairway Jesus. I like that. He played, he played okay. He played good at the PGA, too. Finish minus three. When I see him putting the ball well, the rest is always good. So, um, fair, yeah, T to green, he's always pretty solid. So if he can, if he can keep rolling that rock, then, and he's going from Oklahoma to Dallas, uh, grass isn't that much different. It might even still be Bermuda. So, um, it's going to be, I think he might have a good week. I really like that pick. I really do. Uh, fun fact, don't know if I should say this. I, I know a guy who used to talk to Tommy when he was in between companies uh, talking about a putter switch. And he keeps on going back to something that he thinks is familiar, but I don't think is doing him any good because I, I think we can all agree Shane Lowry is not a major champion if Tommy just sinks half those putts. He was burning edges uh, at that major. So uh, while I do love Mr. Fleetwood, I wanna I really wanted to break a trend. So I was avoiding Scotty as a pick because I felt like I would jinx him. I felt like if I had picked him for the PGA, I would jinx him. So I stayed away from him. And I think all of us also have this kind of feeling of like, we don't want to just ride the hot wave. So we, like, we legit didn't pick Scotty Scheffler at all. The three of us Bozos did not pick Scotty Scheffler. So this week I'm picking Scotty Scheffler. Right. Like it. Nice. I'm placing the $5 bet now at plus 13,000. I'm going back to the well. I've picked him once this year. Doug Gim gets it done. <laughs> Doug Gim. Just odd. That's an odds pick. <laughs> Gumby's, Gumby's picking with his wallet, not his brain. Come on, Gumby. <laughs> I have picked him before. I just feel like sometimes after me, look at Mito Pereira, right? Like, dude just came out of nowhere. Like, one of those things. Sometimes you just get hot. You just never know in golf. And I know there's a lot of people out there that it's like you can, you can ride with the front runners, but there are at least seven to ten tournaments a year. Where just you just like who the hell is that you know that like right. just that win it so why not Doug Gim get it done that's all I'm saying and with that what an interesting episode this has been Blake thank you for coming on man we really appreciate it. Do you have any shout outs little any last final things he's got his little office types is that from the play set like the kids play set. Man, no, it's Funko. You can see by the way there. Oh, they are Funko. Okay, yeah. I got all my Funko. Sorry, I'll I'll pull out the real one right here. It's 
phone right here, but like, oh, there's my Michael Scott Funko. I have all my office ones in my office, you know. So uh, I'm gonna break out my first pair of Jordans this weekend. Ooh, what are you breaking ooh. out? I've got the I got my first pair of Jordans. I got the uh, ADG fours, the black ones ooh. and the French blue ones. And I'm dying to wear those French blue ones. But does it count that it, I'm gonna wear them to a rehearsal dinner? <laughs> oh come on! I mean, hell, hell no, that don't. They're count. retiring the Claytons, so I mean, it is it is an event. But nah, speaking, man, my Claytons are still be worn sometimes. I need some grass in them in them in that sole. I'll wear them sometime, but I'm gonna break them in. It okay. is a, it, if you are wearing the French blue. It is Memorial Day this weekend, so it would be an appropriate color choice. A nice blue um, pair, blue pants. Yeah, sounds good. You already so, you made my decision. Since you brought this up, I, I got to bring this up. And, and I hate talking about, I keep bringing up Payne's Valley. It's my first golf trip, like real golf trip in five years. Uh, I ain't got go it like by. that. Okay. Sh- shout out to the, shout out to the plug. That's, that's helping out with it. Okay. You know who you are. Are you but, at least playing the tiger tees? You think? Oh, yeah. oh tiger tees. No, Why would I <laughs> I'm going to steal a tiger tee. I might, no, I might no, okay. home with one of well, the you can't see that. And then say shout out the plug. And then be like, no one's listening, Blake. No one's listening. Okay. <laughs> In a couple hundred a week, in a few hundred, we don't know. Might be a couple Missourians. Oh Are they Missourians? Um, but okay, so I want to break out a fresh pair of shoes. Uh, Tiger course, I'm gonna rock red. I'm probably gonna rock black pants. I'm gonna go full out. You know, it would be nice if there was a pair of Tiger Wood shoes that I could wear. You know, like a new pair of twenties or something or twenty threes. But um, and don't you dare get in my DMs and tell me to go pick up some FJs. All right. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I got Chicago ones. I got dead stock Concord 11s. Mm. I got dead stock 11 cool grays. I've got cool gray fives. Um, I think I'm leaning Chicago ones a little bit, but I want spikes. I've got bread fours. White cement fours. Do not have white cement fours. Not brand new. No, do not have that. So I do. Bread, bread fours would be solid. Think so. Bread, bread fours would be okay. solid. Red, Red Force, the black pants. Red yeah, with code. pants. I mean, either that or Chicago ones, but I know you want spikes. I think Chicago ones at Tiger's Place, red, white, black, red, white, black. Just because as of yesterday, we still didn't know if we were going to get to play because uh, the weather was looking kind of iffy, but it looks like it'll just rain the first hour we're out there. That's but good. maybe Chicago ones are, I think Chicago ones are the play, actually. I don't know. Matt, what's your game plan for there? When you go and when you play? We're driving down tomorrow, so nine hours of driving. We rented a car. Um, That's right. <laughs> but we did the math. Trust me. We, we, we did the math. We're like, okay, the rental plus the gas versus <laughs> all of us getting a plane ticket, it, it still came out better with driving. I think I told you guys I love road trips. I yeah, just yeah. – I love driving. Well, you got, what's your road trip snack for tomorrow? Ooh. Okay, so this is great because – I love road trip snacks. It's going to be some type of meat. He's got a – He's got he roasted something on the Weber grill last night. He just got just got a like a hand, you know. I do have ribeye strips in the fridge right now. But uh Weber's going on the back of the van. So interesting game plan here. Uh as as far as like road trip snacks. So my buddies, they were uh and my brother, they were all group texting and they're picking up like like the the simply puffs, the Cheetos, and the chips and the bag of chips. I actually hate road trip snacks like a, like something like empty like a candy bar or a bag of chips i would much rather hit a drive-through and get something even emptier and worse for you you know like some you know especially if it's like a local like when i'm down south like it's got to be whataburger uh, some zacks i don't whataburger <laughs> god thank you for that 
you know, in and out, in and <laughs> what a burger is the out, king. In and out is trash. People are always out here, like in and out, in and out. I'm like, Whataburger is. Can you get to your in and out in Denver yet? Or is his oh, line oh, died down? <laughs> you heard him. So we've got we've got like four or five down. So it's oh, okay. it's good. I, I don't even look at them, dude. Yeah. There's a Whataburger in Colorado too now. So I'll tell you a story about Whataburger. So when my my buddy, good buddy of mine, moved down to Waco, Texas, uh, you know, and he kept talking to me about that Whataburger. Yeah, he kept talking about Whataburger, Whataburger, Whataburger. I'm like, all right, fine. Your brother, your, your parents are coming up. You know, I've got them a cooler. And I said, can you transport me back some, some Whataburger? Right. And in the meantime, he, he worked at an airport. So these guys have like private planes. I actually met a dude at O'Hare airport to get some, some Whataburger. And, <laughs> I, and I got Whataburger for the first time off of the target. Right off the plane. <laughs> yeah. Right off the plane. I was like, this is damn good. So when his parents were going down there, <laughs> I got the cooler. I'm like, hey, just just order without mayo, cooler packs. And they're like, you know, we're not going to be back for like three days. Like we're stopping in Tennessee. And then we're going to I'm like, it's good. It's good. This is back when I was younger. Right. Like when you're in your 20s, your stomach's made out of iron. Right. <laughs> and it was so good. It was so delicious. I ate Whataburger. I had enough Whataburger for a week. So now I finally go down to Whataburger. We we're going to play some golf and I was going to finally get to get it live fresh. So here we are. 1 a.m., 2 a.m. It's late at night. You know, perfect time. Perfect. And it didn't taste as good. Oh man. You might have put it in the refrigerator for the next day. That's the key. You gotta age it. You know, like you dry age a steak, or you know, or you age wine or bourbon. Like the you gotta age water burger. Just letting y'all know. Little little pro tip. Get yourself oh, some man. extra water burger next time. Put it in the fridge. Tell me how it tastes five days later. And that, folks, is how you know Matt is 40. He's <laughs> Well, uh, Matt, best of luck. Uh, we will get into more road trips next yeah. on our road trip episode that we're going to come up or golf trip episode that is going to come up. Um, we'll talk about all about golf trips and, and whatnot as we've been toying around with this idea for a while. So, um, Keith, any final words before we sign off? Can't wait to play Wednesday. And Tiger's okay. Yeah. He's doing okay. Blake, can you get last shot before I wrap this up? Uh, yeah. Uh, once again, thanks guys for having me on. I really appreciate it. I really enjoy this, man. Like it's so cool to see the faces. I mean, I see you guys, I know who you are, but it's cool to see and talk live. You see my goddamn fun. swoosh rug. That's about it. For me. <laughs> hey! Yeah. Keith, yeah Keith, Keith, gave, Keith gave me a bunch of, a, a bunch of crap about, you know, copying his style, and laying out his shoes on Air Max day. So, um, yeah, uh, no, man, it's I really love, appreciate it's this. Love. I really appreciate it, man. Um, I really do want to make uh, a swoosh golf trip happen. Yeah. I, I I know we all probably follow him, but he's doing some amazing stuff, and he does this all the time. Shout out Tinkerman Golf. Tinker, Tinker. working at the HQ now, man. Hey, man. Like, dude, I, am, I, love, I, I love seeing those, like, swoosh golf club. Like, I love seeing that stuff. Yeah. Like, it gives me so much nostalgia, man. Shout out you. Keep doing what you're doing, man. Congrats on the new job. Uh, yeah. Thanks, guys. Absolutely. Uh, I think that was where we were leading at this beginning of this episode was that Keith and I are going to play a match and Nick and Matt are going to play a match and then the winner is going to play each other sometime. We might need to do that like around the country. Regional matchups of swoosh oh, yeah. people. Bring it on, Blake is saying. And, uh, and then we'll do like a little meetup. But one day we will all meet up. We'll play some golf together for sure. We still have high aspirations of a Ryder Cup style event between between swoosh lifers and all that stuff in the future. 
But we can't do any of that unless we have your support. So again, reminder, support the podcast, anchor.fm slash swoosh life podcast slash support. Also, if that's not easy to do, we actually have no idea. I just say this at the end of every episode. And you want to start like a Patreon or something like that, please let us know. Hit us up in the DMs or if you just rather donate to us um, by buying goods or hats or anything like that please let us know and we'll work on that we're already trying to we got embroidery stuff we're trying to make it happen i promise but again um this has been a fun one thank you blake sledge for coming on um you can catch blake at his instagram socials um no underscore bs golf correct i messed that up oh man is no Damn, BS. Gumby, I didn't change it, bro. I made it super simple. Did you just Blake, make it straight? Blake Sledge? Blake underscore underscore Sledge. Shout out Robert. Hot damn. All right. <laughs> I mean, this has been a while since I, I was scrambling to like pull it up on my phone. I saw you. It's so okay. I was like, it's oh, darn it. But yeah, Blake made it easy. So now it is Blake <laughs> underscore underscore Sledge on Instagram. He's got a fancy looking new profile picture with a bucket on. Woof. And uh, we are at our normal socials, Gumby underscore Cuse, Mikey, Keith. I'm messing up everybody. That's my personal one. Thanks a lot, Gumby. Now I'm going to get flooded in my personal account now. Like, Oh, my God. Can you tell that it's 11.18 on a Monday and I traveled all weekend and I'm just out of it. So you know where to hit us. We're going to find it. Um, and until then, this has been the Switch Life Podcast. I've been Gumby, has been Keith, Matt, and Blake. We'll see you in the next one. Bye. Thanks for listening to today's episode. Make sure to go follow us on Instagram at the Swoosh Life Podcast to stay up to date on all things Swoosh. And if you have any questions, comments, or business inquiries, please email us at the Swoosh Life Podcast at gmail.com. And lastly, give us a follow or review and become a supporter of the podcast at anchor.fm backslash the swoosh life backslash support. Thank you all for listening. See you in the next one. Checks over stripes, yeah. That's what I like. Yeah. That's what we like. Yeah.